Hey, what's up everybody? This is Taylor from Game Devs Quest with this week's quick tip. This week, Udemy is having a Black Friday sale where pretty much every course is $9.99. I know they have sales on there a lot, but now it's more rare for them to go down to $9.99. So I picked up a couple web development courses. Um, we're not affiliated with them. I just thought it'd be handy for you guys in case you needed some more learning materials. If you're looking to get into game development stuff, I highly recommend any course from Ben Tristam. He does the complete C-Sharp Unity developer courses uh, that I've picked up and gone through. Rhett and I bought that when we first started Game Devs Quest. Um, he also does some Unreal courses, some animation courses, and all kinds of stuff. Uh, but really, there's just about any topic uh, you're interested in on Udemy. So check out their sale. It's going on through Black Friday. Hey guys, welcome to Game Devs Quest, your once weekly podcast. Uh, I'm Rhett, and we also have... I'm Taylor, this week. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, this week on Game Devs Quest, we're going to be interviewing past Taylor. Taylor from before, or something like that. Taylor from before (laughs) Rhett left us. I'm an ethereal form visiting you from the past. (laughs) (laughs) The ghost of Game Devs past. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah, I really didn't know how well, to do that intro. <laughs> that was, you know, that was horribly beautiful. Movie. I don't know how Ray does that every week. <laughs> uh, muscle memory. What's up, Matt? What's up? I'm Maddikins, not Taylor, in case you guys haven't figured that out. Yeah, and I'm Manbeard Games, not Rit. <laughs> yeah, and I'm actually Taylor. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, yeah, this week we have a, another odd one. We got some sweet people lined up on the show. Some of my favorite GDQ reppers, uh, Manbeard Games and Maddikins. Thanks, guys, for joining us. Uh, <laughs> we're just going to kick it off. I haven't heard from you guys in a while on on the podcast, so I wanted to see kind of what life has been like for you all. I know you guys are the legit devs in the, in the no. channel, <laughs> and uh, you guys are up to some cool professional stuff, but... Haven't seen any of us streaming lately, so... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't know what qualifies us as legit. I had to find my webcam for us to do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, okay. You're you're not a legit podcaster yet, Maddie, but okay. you're legit in everything yeah, else. How about that? Thanks, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, so what has the last, like, six months or whatever been like for you guys? What have you been doing? Um, yeah, I guess that's... you want to go first? No, I need to think about that. <laughs> Go for it, man. Sure. All right. Uh, it's been crazy, actually, for me. The The last, like, big status update that I did uh, was where I made the, the tweet and made the announcement that I was going to kind of stop streaming for a while. Uh, I was going through dealing with some personal stuff, and a lot of it just added on. Let's go ahead and start the podcast off with... with being really depressed. <laughs> uh, but no, just a, a lot of things added up and in my personal life. And it was just uh, streaming as much as I was doing. Uh, it was just kind of like adding on to that stress. So I removed the streaming out uh, to kind of give myself some breathing room, take a step back and 
reevaluate some things that were happening here. Um, but since then, I've actually still been doing game development. Uh, I'm teaming up with one of my friends, um, really longtime friend. Uh, his name is Anthony. Uh, we're working on what everyone in the GDQ community right now knows as Project Raven, <laughs> which they, since you know the name of it, you know about as much about it as I do. <laughs> uh, it's evolving. It's evolving. We know um, we're, it's it's a RPG type game, and we're taking elements from a lot of different things that we like, and we're kind of trying to find a way to merge them together as best we can. But no, other than that, uh, it's just been... Uh, spend a lot of time with family actually here at the house. Um, actually catching up on a lot of games that I've bought and playing games, mostly on the Switch. Um, nice. and then doing, um, uh, did OMG Jam, my first OMG Jam. I keep meaning to do it every time, but it never lines up for me. <laughs> uh, I know. And other than that, um, just, you know, working and working on my website, which is never going to be finished. <laughs> That's uh, that's about it for me, really. Yeah, I. It was weird because when I stopped streaming, I, I feel like it was within like a week or two that either you stopped streaming before I did, or vice versa. And it was like I felt like we just were both feeling uh, very similar at the oh, same yeah. time. And I don't know, it's like because I, I went through some heavy depression earlier this year and like stopped streaming. And since then, like I do miss streaming, but also like it was just way too much. Oh yeah, see, I have um, I have a very immersive personality. So whenever I'm doing something like whether it be streaming or game development or web development or actually even uh, like playing games, like I I'm never really satisfied with the activity unless I'm immersed in it as much as I can be. So yeah. for like streaming, streaming for me isn't satisfying unless I'm like, you know, my profile is, you know, spot on and I've got, you know, those, the, the, um, <laughs> the panels on Twitch just look perfect and oh, my stream setup overlays. is great. Yeah. Like, you know, that's, that was the last thing I was working on before I quit. Like that was kind of like the tipping point for me was I was like developing out that web overlay that was running through Node.js to allow me to do chat commands and all this stuff. Um, like, like when I do stuff, I jump into it and I get really deep into it. And so that was the tipping point for me when, uh, when I realized that I was developing out like an entire web app to run as my overlay on Twitch. I was like, I can't, I got to stop. This is, much. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, no, I dropped off, uh, and it's not permanent. It's not permanent. I am going to start streaming again. Uh, I do plan on starting streaming again soon, actually. Uh, but it's going to be limited, uh, if, It'd be like one day a week for a long period of time instead of multiple days a week for short periods of time. But, uh, but you know, I, I dropped off. You dropped off. That was about the same time that uh, Ghost Ghost Games, I think, bought his house. So he, like, stopped streaming for a yeah. while. My, that, was what, that was what did it for me, dude. I bought a house and streaming yeah. <laughs> stopped. It's between moving and remodeling and everything. It wasn't a good time. Yeah. Yeah, man. Adulting. Yeah. 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 Sucks. Yeah, it was weird how that all came up at the same time. I was like, oh, snap. We were like all going so strong there for a while. And I was like, this is my life now. I'm, <laughs> like, I'm streaming like four nights a week for the rest of my life. Nah. Yeah. yeah I would like to get back to that, but it's hard to like find the time. I kind of like what Man Beard Games said, just like once a week for like a longer period of time. Or just yeah. even say like, fuck it and just stream whenever I have time and not adhere to a schedule. 
Yeah. Well, feel free to copy from me uh, <laughs> <laughs> with what I'm about to say. But what, what I plan on doing, because since it's going to be one night a week uh, when I do it, is instead of just like getting on the stream and like working on whatever game I'm going to do. Uh, and part of the reason why I'm doing the redesign on my website is because I want to start doing like tutorial pages uh, for Mono Game. Because uh, I know yeah. uh, people have asked me questions about Mono Game, how to do some stuff. And they're pretty simple stuff to do in Mono Game once you learn how to do it. Uh, and I did that one stream that was like the the GD, GDQ conference <laughs> stream. <laughs> the, the Mega Mono game tutorial. That was yeah. a cool stream. Yeah, that so cool. I plan on doing more like that. Um, and that's going to require me before the stream to like set up uh, like the script that I'm going to be going off of while I'm doing it. Um, like outlining the tutorial, what I'm going to talk about in it, you know, preempting any questions people might have while they're watching the stream. Uh, and then all of that stream is going to be put into a tutorial document format that's going to be posted on my new site once it's up. And then they'll have the video to watch with it as long as like a, as, as well as a text document to read through to, to learn different things in the game. Nice. That's, that's super cool, dude. Like yeah. that's one thing that I struggled with when I was streaming was just like at a certain point I was like, this is stupid because the content I'm putting out is literally me just like struggling. Yeah. And I know, I know a lot of people are like, well, that's, you know, that's good to stream. Cause then people have a real perspective on what it's like to be a game developer, especially from a beginner perspective, but it doesn't feel that great for the content creator. So I think if you have it like fully structured and you have like a goal for each stream, yeah, I think that'll be pretty sweet. Yeah. That'd be cool. I was, I was thinking about doing something similar, but, Instead of with tutorials, doing like, so once a week there's the one hour game jam on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Thinking about doing that. Because I, I think I could do something, albeit like tiny as hell in an hour. And I think that'd be fun to just stream every week. That would be cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, like as that. fast as you type. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, all, it's all Vim, bro. It's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right, Maddie, what have you been up to the last however long it's been since we had you on? Oh, at least six months, because I was at my old place, and I moved here in August. So yeah, we'll, we'll wind up. I stopped streaming right about when I went into escrow on my place, and then I bought a place, remodeled it, and moved in, and now here I am, and I still haven't picked it back up with the streaming. But it's been hard between that and work and having a girlfriend and having a life. I haven't been able to like find the time to really go... You know, deep back into game development, and that's been a struggle. That's been kind of depressing because, like, Grape Escape is like another incomplete indie game that may never see the light of day, and that kind of sucks. But I don't know. It is what it is. I'm trying to just have fun with it right now. Work on small projects, do game jams, try to stay involved and not like kill myself doing it. You know, so we'll see where yeah. that goes. But what about the uh, hockey game? Puck off? Puck off, yeah. Puck off, yeah. <laughs> that was another thing. It's like, so Puck off was, did really well in um, Ludum Dare, I think 23rd overall or something is wow. what it scored out of uh, 1,800. So I felt... That's crazy. Like, really awesome about that. And I built out a whole real-time backend in Node.js, like 2,000 lines of code. This thing was like a distributed system. It used Redis event emitters so that you could run multiple nodes on the backend and... It was really cool, and then it dropped off. So there's, like, another incomplete game, because I was going to build, like, this sick mobile multiplayer version of it, which maybe I still will. Who knows? But, 
Yeah, I remember talking to you about like different types of games you could fit into like this whole arcade like. Yeah, because I was trying to build the architecture in like a super generic way, and like it was cool stuff. It worked really well. Maybe I'll fire that code up today and, and see where I left off. That could, <laughs> that could be a fun project. Yeah, I yeah. liked it. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, I mean, it kind of sounds like we're all in very similar spots where I don't know if it was just like timing of things, but we just all were hitting it so hard and then yeah. kind of got burned or life like my life is a mess right now. But uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'm kind of in that same zone where I just want to do game jams and just kind of take it easy a little bit, um, focus on building practical skills for myself so that i could become employed as a developer <laughs> so <laughs> you'll get there actually... i believe in you oh thank you maddie well it's because i have mentors like you guys you know <laughs> oh, <whatever. laughs> uh, yeah. but that does bring me to my next topic i had outlined because it seems like there's a bunch of people including myself that are in the discord getting more into web development and you two are professional web developers. I wouldn't say so, professional for me. But, <laughs> I have a job doing web development. <laughs> I don't know if I even do web development anymore. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So I wanted to talk a little bit about if you guys are comfortable with it, like your um, professional experience. I know Manberry Games, you said you're not professional, but you get paid for it. So it counts. <laughs> I'll start it if you don't mind me starting this. Yeah, way. yeah, go wow. for it. All right, just go first every time, man. Good games. That's fine. <laughs> hey, hey, have, <laughs> no, ha- have your coffee, it. Maddie. <laughs> oh, just because I slept in a little bit. Yeah, no, go right. take another coffee poop, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I'll talk about it first because my my experience with web development is, I think, I think it's super interesting, especially with my current job. <laughs> um, so I've I like like everyone, ha- I feel like our age has always messed around with some form of HTML and CSS, especially if you grew up in like the MySpace days, customizing your MySpace. So it looks like a completely different website. I'm Um, sure Maddie didn't ever have a MySpace. Oh, I did in in middle school, dude. (laughs) That was like at the death of it. Yeah. Oh man. But no, like, sorry. I feel like, um, like everyone's had some experience with HTML and CSS and JavaScript which are kind of like the three big web platforms. That was kind of my exposure. Like I was familiar with it. I could throw up like a really dinky website really quick if I wanted to. I mean, it would look like crap, but it would work. And I understood the programming side of it because I had, you know, the background in programming from other things, but I never really worked with it until my previous job where I was doing automation performance uh, testing, which was, we were creating these scripts that would go out and test the the company I worked for was a bank. Uh, it would go out to like their online banking website <clears throat> and uh, log into the site, check like how long it took the browser to render the site, um, how long it took for the data to come back on the Git request, and it packaged all that up and put it on these really neat dashboards. And so from that, I had to get like really familiar with different web technologies because I needed to know how to test these applications. So that gave me like a really good understanding in the background of the 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 web web development and the technology that goes into it and how the servers are set up, especially when it's like distributed servers. But I still wasn't like doing anything. Like I wasn't making things with it. And then comes the job I have now. And now I'm doing uh, front. It's front end web development mostly using uh, ASP.NET. We use the the .NET standard. We don't use the ASP core. 
we do a little bit with Ruby there. And um, anyway, I'm getting off topic, sort of. But uh, when I went for the job interview, like I had like this, and this is uh, something I've I've talked about a lot on the the Discord. Like I want to make it a big point when people are talking about this is I had a portfolio of projects that I've worked on. An application that I made in C Sharp. It's a timing application for Final Fantasy fourteen. If you play Final <laughs> Fantasy fourteen, it uh it creates a desktop alarm for you so that uh when the gathering nodes in the game are up, if you do the gathering and the like crafting in the game, uh you can have alarms so you know Oh crap, this node is only up for like the next five minutes. Let me log into the game and go out and mine this <laughs> node, right? So I made this app for it and it was like super cool, whole like repository of information on like all the items and their information. So I had that in my portfolio to show. Uh, I had a couple of <clears throat> like smaller projects that weren't like really much just to kind of show like code structure, how I do coding, what I'm familiar with. Um, and I had, uh, Ophidian <laughs> that I just released on steam. So I had this portfolio of things that weren't web development. None of it was web development stuff. I have no background in web development. Went into this interview, talked with them. Uh, and what, and the question came up, you know, have, have I ever done anything with ASP, um, web development or MVC? And I was like, I've not done anything. So I'm telling them in this interview, like, I don't have this experience, but I did have the experience in other things to show them in this portfolio that, I can do this stuff. I just, you know, need to learn the ASP side of it. And I got the job and that's currently where I'm working at now. So like the first uh, little while of the job was <clears throat> uh, learning ASP stuff. Uh, and so since then I've been working there for a little over a year now, uh, October made one year. So in the past year I have like crammed full of uh, ASP development, uh, ASP using um, in, like MVC framework, uh, Ruby with uh, Ruby on Rails, uh, doing Node.js stuff. It's just been ridiculous. Uh, trying to trying to learn it all, but I, but I'm getting there. And like I see people all the time in the Discord talking about you know all the stuff that they got to learn, and it takes time. It really does take time, but it's it's definitely worth putting in the time for it. And if you don't have, uh, not not if you don't have the experience, but from what I was saying before. Like I had no real experience with web development and I went and got this job doing web development. When I see people in the discord talking about, uh, you know, they're going to spend like all this time learning all this stuff and they're afraid they're still not going to be, be able to get a job because they don't have any experience. You know, while you're learning this stuff, put together a portfolio of things that you're making, have something to show during these interviews when you, when you go to apply for jobs on it, because it's even if you, don't know how to do the stuff you can have that portfolio to show that you know how to um i'm losing my words here i feel like i'm going on a rabbit trail <laughs> you get we're, what we're i'm saying that you keep you, going you get what i'm saying though now i saw taylor wave and i was like uh oh yeah. no sorry from from our book club podcast we have four of us in there and so when we have something we want to say we like raise our hands and i forgot i was just like that was oh, natural oh see, you I did just, like i thought you were just making like I, a peace sign at me so i did one back at you well i kind of did like this like i'm sort of raising my hand but i'm not putting up all five fingers so i'm not sure oh no go uh, ahead. your hand was raised say something yeah. awesome thank you yeah. uh pass the baton um 
So I guess my question is for people, especially in our community that are focusing on game development, do you feel like if your portfolio is solely game development related, is that enough to get a job in a web development role or other types of developer roles? Or does it just, you think it probably just depends? Go for it, man. <laughs> I raised my hand. I think sort of what Manbeard Games was touching on is, in my opinion, the biggest skill you need to know in any software engineering role is how to learn things, how to Google things. And I think having a wide breadth of things you've done, be it game development, web development, whatever kind of engineering you're doing, will help you get jobs in other parts of the field. You know what I mean? So I'm not yeah. I'm not going to say like, oh, yep, if you got game dev experience, you can go get a software engineer job because it's not always going to work like that. It depends on the company, depends on what they need. But yeah. I think anything helps, right? And anything shows that you're a good learner uh, is going to be a positive thing. <laughs> you guys can't see it on the podcast but i held my hand up um <laughs> what maddie was saying though it's um i just lost what i was gonna say because i was laughing <laughs> <laughs> what okay so maddie what about you what what's uh been your road to get to where you are and oh, i don't even uh, know lots of good fortune man lots, yeah? lots of high luck rolls i think um <laughs> No, okay, I'll kind of, I think I went over it in the last podcast, but I'll give you a quick summary. I started, I got my first full-time development job in high school, making websites for the auto sports industry in San Diego. Um, so I've done a lot of websites for people that race cars and people that do things to cars. And then after that, I worked at a place where I made websites for dentists. I have made websites for probably 200 dentists. Um, that was a good, good job. And then I worked at a little startup where I'd built ad technology for like mobile ads. And then I'm at the finance company I'm at now. So kind of roundabout kind of just happened to like know people at those places and get in. But ultimately, like I got that first job with only having a couple websites I did for fun in my portfolio or like for family. And that was enough for me to get in. Right. And then from there, it was just getting slowly better and better jobs until I had like an adult job as like a real software engineer. So I didn't go to college. Um, I actually am taking my first college class right now and something completely not programming related. But um, yeah, I know what's his name. Dredusa, I think in the yeah. GDQ channel, he's mm-hmm. kind of struggling right now with like the road he wants to take to get, to, you know, where he wants to be. And I think there's any number of ways to get there. College is like a fine way to get there. Just working your way to it is is obviously a way that works. So it really just depends on the time you're willing to put in and, you know, what you're willing to bring to the table for the companies that you want to get hired at. But my approach that has worked really well for me is just getting incrementally better and better jobs and moving around a lot in the first, like, four years of your career. Because I've been with the company I'm at now for almost four years because I found a company that I liked, that paid me well, uh, where the work I did I felt was meaningful, and I've been there for a while. So it's good. You'll find somewhere that sticks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember what I was going to say now, by the way. Yeah, go. Do it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) What I was going to say is um, Maddie was talking about how if you have game dev experience, um, you know, some of that. How, how that applies to applying for a job for something like web development or software development. But one, one thing I've noticed, um, from previous jobs that I've had, especially when it comes to programming is 
if you if you like Maddie was saying, if you know how to Google stuff, which that's like a skill in and of itself, like knowing <laughs> the, the words to type in to get the correct Stack Overflow page. Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but whenever you get the, whenever you get these jobs, everything that you know about the development, like the way you code, all the stuff, everywhere does it differently. And oh yeah, like it's it's all it always seems more beneficial for them to hire someone who is not as experienced uh, because then they could not only while they're learning to be more experienced, they can teach them that company, like their company's way of doing things. Yeah. That's my fear. Cause I've been at this company for four years and this was my first real job. I got hired as a web developer. I'm now a senior software engineer and like, I pretty much learned how to make real software at this company. Yeah. And so I worry when I go to my next job, like how different is everything going to be? Cause we use some weird tools and do some things in kind of a weird way. <laughs> No more bit buckets. <laughs> well, I, no, I mean that's fine. Like Git is Git, right? But we do like microservice architecture. If either of you are familiar with that, it's basically you make a bunch of small APIs that are interchangeable. Um, but I think we took it too far, and we have like APIs with only two endpoints on them, and like sixty of those APIs. So <laughs> it's kind of interesting, right? But I don't know. We'll see how it translates into other jobs doing other things. Yeah. So one thing I gathered just from listening to you guys is that it, because I think a lot of people who are on the, like on the outside or whatever, that don't have a a development job and are kind of looking to get in there, they're in that constant rut of being like, well, I don't have the experience. If they're like me, they don't have a degree that shows you can code or whatever. So then you're kind of like stuck feeling like you can't apply for something because you don't know enough. So then you need to continue learning so that you can know enough and that takes time and blah, blah, blah. And it just ends up being this rabbit hole you go down. But it sounds like from what you guys are saying, both in terms of your experience, is you should have enough experience to be able to learn at the job. And as long as you kind of get your foot in the door, you're probably just going to have to relearn a bunch of stuff anyways to fit that job. So don't stress so much about knowing everything ahead of time. Just yeah. keep building stuff and then apply and see what happens. Does that sound right? Yeah, I think I don't know any dev, like any successful dev that hasn't had at least one or two shitty dev jobs. Like my shitty dev jobs were building racing companies for like a borderline verbally abusive boss and then building dental websites, like three dentist websites a week for like a year. <laughs> right. And so those got me there. And you know what I found those jobs was on Craigslist. Nice. So for like way below what I probably should have been getting paid, like I, I was making barely above minimum wage making websites, right? Which is like, you know, everybody thinks you're going to go be a developer and make tons of money. And it does work out that way. But it, especially like if you're going to reduce route where you're not going to go to college, like you're going to have to have some shitty dev jobs. And the barrier to entry to those jobs is pretty low because often the person hiring you has no idea about technology so as long as you can show that you've built like a website, like you'll get in. So don't don't be like too proud to like go find your first dev- developer job on Craigslist because like that's where I found my first two and I'm doing all right. Yeah. Um, another thing to add to that is once you get to a point where you're comfortable applying for jobs, don't be afraid to apply for things that you know you're not qualified for. Oh yeah. Um, like. A lot of people don't know this. Like, I feel like it's some like insider industry secret because I tell people and they're so shocked. 
Um, <laughs> but a lot of times what a company will do, like let's say they have, um, let's say a company has for uh, a software development or web or web development uh, position and they have like three tiers for this. So they have tier one, two, and three. And their tier three position is like their highest experience, most paid, um, you know, best developers they got position. If a tier two or a tier three position opens, a lot of time what a company wants to do is they want to take someone in their tier one position and move them to the tier two or the tier three position. So technically, even though they post it as a tier two or tier three position, they're actually only hiring for a tier one. So if you see like a tier two, but you feel like you're only a tier one, still apply for it because a lot of times the company will just promote from the inside and then you'll fill that void of the, the tier one position. Yeah, that, that's, that's definitely yeah. true. That's a really nice little, little pro know. tip. Yeah, always apply tip, for yeah. like <laughs> always apply for like the most senior position that you're at least a little bit qualified for. Because the worst thing that they'll do is you applied for senior level and they'll hire you at like just a regular software engineer, right? But if you apply for a regular software engineer position and you are truly senior level, you're only going to get the regular software engineer position. So <laughs> I would take that advice and kind of plus one it with that. Nice. Yeah. This is handy. Yeah, this is pro- <laughs> professional web developer's guide to surviving the industry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's- also, so anywhere just... that says they do Agile or Scrum, stay the fuck away. <laughs> <laughs> that's everything I've ever looked at. It's Agile awful. and Scrum. I feel like we should um, post-pin, pre-pin this uh, by saying that these are our opinions. And not, oh, definitely. Yeah. Not the yeah. uh, industry de facto, this is how you do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's different. The experience is different for everyone, but it's um, these are like common things that I've noticed in my experience throughout the years. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, that's that's awesome. And I mean, I don't know. A lot of people don't get a chance to talk to developers because that's not someone that's part of their like their network. Cause, so because we hide and are introverted. And yeah, <laughs> stay in stay in our caves. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I know like we we actually have quite a few um, professional software developers in our in our Discord. So it, mm-hmm. especially for people like me it's super handy having you guys around and now with the podcast like i don't know i i hope that the gdq community is is helping enrich people's lives and um bringing them to a better state in their life and so this type this type of advice is super helpful to have so yeah appreciate y'all i'm always <laughs> down to like help with not even necessarily game dev things in the discord you know yeah because like, i think like like going and saying I'm going to be a game developer is like saying I'm going to go be a rock star, right? It's yeah. like you could do it and you could do it successfully enough that it is your full-time income, but the chances of that, well, okay, I shouldn't say the chances because if you work hard enough, it'll happen, right? But you should have a backup plan and you yeah. should always have a backup plan, right? And because the two disciplines are so closely related, like being a software engineer and being a game developer... Um, it's a pretty solid backup plan, especially considering it's one of the highest paid things you can do right now. So yeah. um, it's always good to learn both because I'm also of the opinion that if you do a lot of web development and a lot of coding in that you know area of the field, it's going to improve your abilities as a game developer. Definitely. Right? Mm-hmm. So nothing's yeah. lost. Yeah, that's part of the reason I did Canvas for 
OMG Jam 5s because it's like, hey, learning learning Canvas, writing JavaScript. It's like, well, it is game development, but it's using web tech. So, Oh, for yeah. sure. I mean, That's I use Phaser sweet. for all my Game Jam stuff and everything. <laughs> so where does that yeah. fall? But <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that stuff's awesome, dude. OMG Jam 5, on a separate note, was a lot of fun. Thank you Good. for putting that on. I, I really yeah, like, yeah. I feel like I didn't fully get my game to where I wanted it to be, but I was still pretty stoked with it. Oh, I thought it was awesome. Both of your guys' games were awesome. Yeah, maybe it's killed it. I think, nah, I didn't kill it. <laughs> <laughs> I maybe killed myself trying to make that game. It was cool. How, I liked yeah. it. For you, Manbeard Games, how hard would it be to add more songs to that? Not hard at all, actually. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it's actually I, making a music game. Um, like, I had to learn everything that weekend. Uh, yeah. there's, a, there's a lot that goes into the framework of it, but it's it's actually once you've got it seems like for a music game once you've got that framework built and everything runs off of that kind of foundation that you've put together it's really just add a song add the bpm number in which unfortunately a lot of songs that you find like if you find free stuff on the internet they don't list the bpm so you have to calculate the bpm which is fun (laughs) Um, you have to tap out the beats manually Actually, actually, what I did, I posted it in the Discord. Yeah, uh, I, I, I saw there. your scratch paper. Yeah. Well, no, it was um. What I did is I took the song and I put it in Audacity, and I changed Audacity to show the spectrograph form, and then I added a metronome as a secondary track with a spectrograph form, and then I put the metronome at like what I thought was the BPM, and then I like super zoomed in to the spectrograph and compared the peaks for the metronome with the peaks for the song. And kept adjusting the BPM until they were like in sync with each other. That's you're, awesome. You're such a nerd, man. Dude, games. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like having that foundation, it's really now it would just be like, you know, add a song in. I have a data file set up so I can just like put the BPM in like a JSON object for the song and then making the note chart. And making the note chart is really the big thing about these games. I was going to say, if it's not super hard, man, if. If I were you, and maybe it's just because I had a lot of fun with your game, <laughs> I would release like some sort of song pack or something where, you know, you you send out like twenty twenty songs with that game and just you know, yeah, kind of yeah. like a Guitar Hero or anything <laughs> like that. Like DLC. you have the yeah, you have like the the progression getting harder and harder. Like what they had like Dragon Forest at the end or something like, <laughs> uh, I had a lot of fun with your game, so I could see it being viable and it would be dope too. If you were able to program in some of that stuff, so people could like upload a song. Oh yeah. Uh, and then, Oh, and it would you know, programmatically like figure it out. The BPM yeah. and everything. Make this the, uh, yeah. new, the new step mania. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if That'd you guys are familiar with step mania. No, but I've seen there's a couple games on Steam. What is it? Beat something that lets you upload your own songs. And mm-hmm. it's like this runner game where you can move between three lanes and I think you can shoot, but it syncs up to like your music. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah I'll have to find the name. That'd be yes. sick. The, the Step Mania game was a, um, when DDR was like, I'm, I'm going to say when DDR was super popular, but I don't know if you guys know what that means. <laughs> um, <laughs> like 2006 or something. Uh, around that time, like 04 yeah. to like maybe 07, 08. Um, yeah, okay. We actually used to host um here in the neighboring city where I live at. Uh, they had like huge tournaments. I'm, I'm not talking about like huge, like a lot of people in the local area game. I mean like huge, a lot of people around the nation 
came here <laughs> to compete in these DDR tournaments. Oh man. Um, but no, around that time, um, someone developed this open source, um, software. Uh, was it open source? I think it was open source. Uh, Step Mania. And it was just like an emulator. Like they recreated the DDR experience for your computer. And then a, another company took that product and made, um, an actual commercial product out of it, which is what became the arcade game in the groove. If you're familiar with that one. It was like a oh, computer. No. But it's like a DDR kind of game? Yeah, it was a computer for DDR, yeah. That's cool. Um, that is pretty cool. I mean, I'd want to yeah. see the code that takes the music tracks and figures out how to lay out all the arrows and stuff. It's it's super like, it's free. You can download it. I mean, it's um the way it works in that is you add the song to a folder and then you open the game up and you have this like you have the arrows at the top, like in DDR, and then you have this like chart that goes down below the arrows. And each line represents whatever um, beat you have. So if you have like quarter note beats, it's a line for every quarter note. Eighth note beats, it's a line for every eighth note. Uh, and you basically go down the line uh, and you manually add the notes in. You can do it that way or you can play the song. And as the song's playing, you like tap out the arrow keys as it's playing. So you can like figure out how you want the steps to be while, you, while it's playing. And then you just save it and then upload it and play it. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I liked your game, so consider yeah, it, man. I think well, it, would, I it would be cool with, um, like, if you could level up and get, like, abilities. I don't even know what the abilities would be. <laughs> but but you could, like, because what, what tripped me up was when those skeletons start coming in faster. So if you could have abilities that hit multiple, but then that kind of breaks the beat. Right, if you can hit multiple skeletons, I don't know. Maybe it clears the one on the screen. There's yeah, a trick. or something like that. There's a trick to the game. I don't know if anyone figured it out. I'm pretty sure everyone did. <laughs> um, the The current uh, framework that I wrote for it only takes into account quarter notes. So every skeleton happens on a quarter note. So no matter how fast they move, it's still on the quarter note beat. So like when they're coming in really fast, all one back yeah. to the other, it's just quarter note, quarter note, quarter note. I so kind of could just, tell If that. you just tap to the same quarter note beat... It yeah. Would. Well, sort of. I actually accounted for that because I didn't want players to just sit there and tap the button the whole time. So if there's not a skeleton in the attack zone, you actually take damage by pressing the button. Okay, so you do have to skip. But when it gets really crazy, you can just tap like that. Yeah, yeah you can. Um, well, see, that was the thing that kind of threw me off the first time I did it was it ended up landing on a quarter note but instead of being like the next one you see on your screen one of those skeletons like flies in you know yeah. and yeah but yeah yeah no, I actually i, I actually do plan on doing something with the game there was a lot of stuff i wanted to do for the jam that i had like designed out and i couldn't do it because i ran out of time yeah because um, i was i was actually really limited for omg jam all the time because we went to like this festival here in town and we went out to eat like a couple of the nights and doing stuff with the kids. So I spent like maybe total like seven hours on the game. Jeez. Um, <laughs> it's well, that's awesome for seven hours of work. Yeah. Well, it's, that's why it's like all free, free art, art assets. I didn't make the music at all. I was just like, I can program this in seven hours. I can't do yeah. everything else. Um, <laughs> but it was a lot of stuff I wanted to add. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Bit Trip Runner series. Uh, uh yeah kind of <clears throat> i really liked that series and while i was making this i started getting like some really huge vibes from that series so i thought it'd be really cool like in the original prototype of the omg jam 5 game um while the players run you could actually the right arrow would cause you to attack the down arrow 
which caused you to do like this sliding animation. Uh, the up arrow would make you make you jump, and if you jump and hit attack on beat, then you actually do like air attacks. Um, and I'd planned on having like different levels of enemies coming in. Oh, that's uh, cool. Yeah, but that was just way too much. Yeah, you way have like gargoyles flying or something, and you yeah. have to jump to hit them. Oh, have you, have either of you played Crypto the Necro Dancer? I haven't. I've seen it. I haven't, I haven't either. It. Yeah. Have you heard, heard of it? I've yeah. heard of it. A lot of people talk about how cool that game was. I, I've only played a couple hours of it, but it's. I think you'd get a kick out of it if you really like rhythm games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've, <laughs> I've seen the trailer for it. I just um, I'm in a really weird place where right now I'm buying all my games on Switch, which is uh, <laughs> before I would be like, oh, that game's on the Switch and the PC. I'm just going to get it for PC. But now I'm just doing everything on Switch because it's so much easier. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense, though. You can just have it in bed or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta buy a Switch. I know. Me too. I'll wait for until the next <laughs> console comes out and then get a Switch. <laughs> I've already spent way too much money on everything else in life, so... Yeah. <laughs> a Switch will wait a little bit longer. Yeah. yeah. Same. Well, cool, dudes. Uh, what games have you been playing recently? Have you guys even had time to play games? Oh, I've made time. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> What I've been playing the new Magic the Gathering Arena game because I play. I, I got into Magic like two years ago, and I've been playing it off and on. And I'm realizing that I hate collecting cards. Like that yeah. that that side of it doesn't appeal to me. So I gave all the cards I had collected over a year to my to my coworker. Um, so I have like zero physical Magic cards, but I started playing the online version, and it's a lot of fun. What is that called? Is it and is it on Steam? Uh, it's free to download. You download it straight from Wizards of the Coast. It's called Magic the Gathering Arena, or MTG Arena. Nice, okay. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Nice. But, yeah, I I bought, um, it's like Duels of the Planeswalkers or something, yes. like 2014 edition. <laughs> yeah. But then it came out with like an, it was like the Madden series or something, where it was like coming out with a new one every year, and I was like, man, I don't want to buy this every year. Well, so. I, I think Wizards of the Coast has really struggled to get like video game development right because obviously they do D and they do magic and they do a really good job at those physical games but yeah i feel like they've really shit the bed on the magic video games <laughs> like yeah. but i feel like they're finally getting it right with arena i feel like arena is where the game should have been 10 years ago because hearthstone has been killing them right yeah so is it multiplayer then mm-hmm so you're playing people online yeah, it's all online. I don't even know if okay. you can play a bot. You might be able to, but... Nice. Yeah. I'll have to look at that. I really like turn-based card games. Yeah, it's a, it's a good time. Sick. Yeah. What about you, Man Beard Games? Uh, like I said, I've been playing everything on the Switch lately. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I really thought I needed my phone. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, me and the kids bought uh, Overcooked 2. Overcooked oh, that too. game is yeah. so good. I've been playing yeah. that with my roommates. We went through like the entire game. It took us about a week um, just playing it whenever I'd get home from work for a couple of hours. Uh, but it is so much fun. Screw playing that game, by the way, by yourself. That That is not a single-player game. I haven't even tried. Is it the same levels, but, but when you play single-player? Yeah, it's, it's the same exact game, but you can't play by yourself. There's always two chefs. So when you do single player, you actually have to like 
sw- hit a button to like swap control to which chef you're using, and it just gets uh, super confusing. And some of those levels, nah, <laughs> dude, <laughs> can't do that. Minor spoilers: uh, in World One, there's the hot air balloon level, and it falls to the ground, and you have to continue cooking dude. in a flaming kitchen. Yes, the, like like so, you're in this hot air balloon kitchen. Kitchen cooking, and halfway through the level, it falls into another kitchen, and then so you're cooking in this like kitchen that you crash landed into. But like, I don't know, it's it's really like funny and really overcooked is an awesome game. Yeah, it's super fun, Um, and the kids love it. So you know, really fun playing it with them. So I played a lot of that. The same week we bought that, we also bought Mario Party for the Switch. Also, um, a solid game. Yeah, which this one is actually really good. I actually have not liked the recent Mario Party games because I hate, I hated the formula they went with where all of the players are all riding in like one car on the board. So everyone's like together as they're moving through the board. But the new Mario Party, um, I actually think there's an option that you can turn that on. I think I might be wrong on that. Uh, but the new one actually acts like the older ones where everyone's like moving on their individual spaces throughout the board. Now, I love that so much more because the game, no matter what they do, Mario Party has never been about skill at all. It's about <laughs> absolute pure random luck. Uh, and even if you are skilled enough somehow to get like, you know, all the stars at the end of a board, you still have to go through the whole like end of the board scenario where they're like, who used the most items during this game? That person, they get five stars. And it's like that person had like no stars when the game ended, and now they win the game. Like it's 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 not a skill game, but it's super fun. It's super fun, yeah, yeah. Um, played a lot of that, and um, another game called Just Shapes and Beats. I don't know if you guys heard of that. I think I've heard of that one. Yeah, <laughs> that is a really interesting game. It's um, it's a music rhythm game. Um, and I was actually playing it when OMG Jam started, which is kind of the reason why I went with a music rhythm game. It's it's. It's a really interesting game. You play as a shape. Um, and depending on which player you are, you're either like a square, a triangle, a uh, hexagon, I think. I don't know what the other one is because we don't have a fourth player. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the, the game, like each level with the music is these animations that are happening. And it's, it's literally, it's just shapes, right? Just shapes <laughs> and beats. So it's like these like animations that are happening, lines flying everywhere, circles coming in and out, all this pulsating stuff with the music. They have um, <clears throat> like boss levels where they have like these animated boss characters that do these really cool things in time with the music. Like the developers to put a ton of time into making this look really cool. And you as the player, the only thing you have to do is move your shape around so you're not getting hit by things. That's it. That's all you got to do. And it's <laughs> so simple, but it gets so difficult. Yeah. Um, but we, we played a lot of that. Um, we're getting pretty it close to it finishing it. It looks pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, we're pretty close to finishing it. We've got one more, one or two more songs to unlock. Um, that require way too many points to unlock. <laughs> uh, but I think that's it. I think that's all I've really been playing lately. Nice. nice. I've been playing Red Dead 2 as well on my Xbox. That's oh, been yeah. a good one. Ooh. I had to get that game. Nice. Have you watched South Park recently? The new no, South Park? did they do a Red Dead <laughs> episode? <laughs> well, Please tell guys, me they did. Do you remember uh, Man Bear Pig? Yep. Uh, so with all the IPCC stuff coming out with climate change, Manberry Pig represents climate change, and that's all going on. But at the same time, 
there's like this sub storyline about school shootings and the cops are pissed off that there are so many school shootings, which it ends up turning out that man bear bit pig is killing all these people but they're like another school shooting at the deli or whatever uh and then the cop is just like super pissed off about having to deal with that because he's he it's taken away from his red dead redemption 2 time <laughs> and so there's like all these little threads going around and it's so funny i'll have they to watch it them. i love yeah. south park dude is that uh, dude is that the one where i think i saw like someone post a clip of it on reddit where like he comes home and his wife had like played the game without him and he gets like super yeah. pissed about it <laughs> yeah he's like you played my save what and he's like freaking out <laughs> like, yeah. yeah that's awesome yeah there's there's some really good stuff this season that's going on i think it's i mean it's not been as good lately in my opinion but this season has been fantastic and there's this scene in the last episode that i watched where there's this guy sitting in a diner with his family and he's like talking about the threat of man bear pig and how <laughs> it's like a leftist conspiracy and like not there's nothing we can do about it to change and all this stuff and then man bear pig like crashes into the building and is killing everyone around him and he's like it's it's all fake like i don't know and eventually he just gets massacred but it's that's pretty awesome great. yeah been a good season. You know, it's on my backlog to play the South Park Stick of Truth games and the other one. Supposedly yeah. those are really, really, like, actually good games, even yeah. apart from being a South Park-themed thing. Yeah. I have the first one and played it a little bit. Is it, it good? Got, uh, it's good in terms of, like, it being almost as if you're watching South Park, you know and it it feels like you're playing south park like the show so it's it does a really good job at that um my thought was that the mechanics were kind of basic um so it didn't didn't feel like it had a lot of like in-depth gameplay but it's it's pretty funny that's funny you say that i've kind of heard the opposite is that it actually oh, really? has a lot of depth so maybe i don't huh. know I'll have to i try might not out. have i might not have gotten very far i think i only played like couple hours three or four hours so i might not have given it a chance enough but yeah cool you're walking around collecting chin pokemon and all kinds (laughs) of stuff you know so what what about you man what have you been playing um mostly i've been talking about this for like the last couple weeks but um shadow tactics Mm -hmm. uh i don't think i've heard of that let me mute my mic and google it so if uh if you've played any kind of like stealth strategy games, uh, like I was when I was a kid, I was really big into the Commandos series, um, and it's very similar to that. Um, it's kind of brought that genre back, and they just do such a good job of it. Um, this is so it's like RTS perspective, but it's a stealth game. I'm looking at like Google Images right yeah. now. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's it's That's really cool. good. You have to be super patient in the game. Like you have these different characters that have different abilities. Like one guy has a Shuriken that he can throw to kill enemies at range. Another uh, character has this little trap and she can like whistle and the guards will like come up and walk into her trap and kill him. Mm. Um, And there's all these different types of guards. Like some uh, can't be distracted or anything like that uh samurai are like really hard to kill like only your samurai character can kill them or the other 
if you don't have your samurai character, you can kill them with uh, one person has to do a gunshot and then another person has to like get up and stab them. But they have this like shadow mode or something where you can plan out attacks um, and then just hit enter and they all do it at the same time. So nice. there's times when you like you have all five of your characters and they you set them up to do like this very specific specific maneuver and then you wait to that like perfect time and hit enter and then they all like kill five people at the same time it's like so rewarding that's awesome yeah i've been into that it it's i keep thinking that i'm almost done with it and then they add another level so the level (laughs) i'm on right now is insanely hard um is it all like is it all basically like a puzzle game i feel like and like how you approach the level with like the layout of the guards and the cameras and whatever else yeah um i mean there's probably lots of ways you can beat a level um but you have to kind of like study the level and then figure out like the cracks in it to try and exploit it but like on this last level i was having a really hard time and i ended up like accidentally causing an alarm or something and all these other guards like ran over to my area and one of my characters is like a munitions expert he ha- <laughs> he can he has a rifle and he also has like a grenade and so they all like gathered up and i just threw a grenade in there and killed like five guards that were really <laughs> in very hard spots for me to be able to kill them and i was like oh well that worked out you know That's now awesome. i have this big old hole to like be able to get through that area so nice. yeah they didn't hear it's... the grenade well uh <laughs> yeah it de- it depends on where you're at it's actually i feel like the ai is pretty good in it and they have very specific rule sets they follow like um each guard you can right click on them and see their their perspective and it's usually just like this half cone kind of a thing that's scanning and if if you there's part of it that's like um has lines in it and if you are ducking and walk through that line like crouching they won't see you but if you stand they'll see you and then if they see you the little cone fills up with like yellow and if it gets all the way to the end then it turns red and they sound an alarm and like more guards come. So you have to like strategize That's the way awesome. that people are looking and stuff. It's pretty complicated. I, I really like it. That kind of um, reminds, this kind of reminds me of like payday, but for like people that don't want to deal with the stupid combat in payday yeah. <laughs> and want to have more strategy. Cause I actually really enjoyed payday doing similar kind of things, but nice. Yeah. I have payday too. I don't think I ever played it though. Oh, Payday 2, I think it's an awesome game. I think a lot of people are inclined to disagree with me, but <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. Nice. I was going I think it's a great game. I think most people's problem with it is um, how the developers treat the game when it yeah. releases on other systems. Like, they just, like, completely drop support and people got really pissed about it. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> but Shadow Tactics looks cool, is it? Who's it made by? The studio, I think, is called Me, Me, Me. <laughs> Am I, am I, am I? That's kind of awesome. Is it Shadow Tactics 2? Oh, I didn't know there was a 2. Google, like, auto-completed it for me. Dude, Bla- Shadow Tactics, is... Blade of the Shogun, is that the one you're playing? Yeah. Okay, so then there's not a 2. Okay. It just, I don't know why Google auto-completed me to Shadow Tactics 2. They might <laughs> be making another one, although I did some research on this this genre just because I like this so much, and there's this Robin Hood game that was made kind of around the time that Commandos was made, and they're, or no, not Robin Hood, Desperados, and it's they're making... It's made by Me, 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 yeah. 
they're making another one, yeah. So I'm excited to try that one out. So is it same kind of thing, but set in like cowboy days? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's been my favorite thing about Red Dead is people calling it Yeehaw GTA. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, right. That's funny. So you're going to play yeah. Yeehaw Shadow Tactics. I think so, yeah, if, when it comes out. Yeah, I've been playing that. Um, I'm still trying to finish Banner Saga. Um, oh, cool. Which is pretty fun. It's it's a really low-key game because you just kind of like wait for things to happen and then you do these little turn-based battles. But I like it. I'm going to try and finish that. I got the second one queued up too. But that and then uh, I also installed um, Fallout... Uh, 76. Fallout. I was gonna say not no not the new one. It's Fallout Shelter, I think. The one on mobile. Oh, yeah. I've heard good things about that. I haven't played it, but it's pretty fun. I mean it's like one of those little idle type games. But yeah. you're just building up your vault and you have these different resources you have to collect um to be able to sustain. Like you have to have food, water, energy, and then you'll like get raided by outsiders and sometimes like fires will break out and cockroaches will come in and infest your area and like you can make babies in it (laughs) Uh, yeah (laughs) yeah right in a vault and then uh, downloading it right now it's pretty fun i mean it's nothing like super special but it's a pretty nice little time killer yeah i like those like idle mobile games i get a kick out of those yeah this one's pretty good I haven't um I haven't played Banner Saga. For some reason when you said it like I know what Banner Saga looks like and for some reason in my head I was reminded of another game. I don't know if you've heard of it. Uh I know you like you played StarCraft, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I would assume you guys are both like semi interested in RTS games. Yeah. Um there's a really good one that came out last year. Um that I really like called um I had to look it up. It's called Tooth and Tail. Have you seen that one? Oh yeah. It's on my wish list. It looks cool. I don't yeah. think so. Let me Google. Well, it's like it's like uh, Redfall mixed with like Age of Empires or something, yeah. um, where all the characters are mice and badgers or whatever. They might all be mice, but dude, this seems like my kind of game. <laughs> yeah. What? You know uh, what's really awesome about that now. game? You know what's what? like the coolest thing about that game is? It was made with mono game. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm kicking you from the call, dude. We've had enough of this fanboydom. Oh from... man, dude, so uh, is Stardew Valley, though. So yeah, yeah. Good, good so is so Celeste, made. and Celeste was. Have you guys played Celeste? No. Yeah, yeah. actually, Celeste started out as um, it started out on Pico Eight, actually. Oh, yeah, that's well, where they, it started. They, they did their yeah. beta or their prototype or whatever in Pico Eight. Prototype, yeah. I think, is the right word. And then they made the actual production game and mono game yeah. so that's pretty and sweet. celeste i think is up from i saw some tweet from them for game of the year from some company but they deserve it Dang. i think celeste was yeah. awesome well also their pixel artist is saint 11 who puts yeah. out all those legit pixel art tutorials are those the gifts that he breaks in yeah. the little sections yep. it'll be like pixel art explosions and he'll break yep. it down on how it okay yeah that yeah, guy is I, awesome yeah i learned a lot from from him so I didn't know. Tell. Yeah, I didn't know he was the same guy that did all the Celeste art. Yep. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Oh, apparently he streams. Oh, really? I'm, on, I'm like on his Twitter right now, and he just tweeted a couple days ago saying he was streaming. I'm gonna have to follow him. And yeah, I'll have out. to watch. Yeah, because that'd be cool. <laughs> that would be cool. 
Well, my dudes, it is uh, one hour since we started. So, Dang. I know, it goes by fast. Um, is there anything you guys wanted to talk about? I had one other thing on my list that we could hit real quick if you have. Uh, Ludum Dare, end of this month, everybody should do it. Yeah, I, <laughs> close second to OMG Dam. It's my favorite game jam. <laughs> so, nice. if I wasn't in the room, you, you wouldn't say that. But <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's okay. It's it's easy <laughs> to say when you're top twenty three. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, only only out of like eighteen hundred, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm coming. I'm coming for that top ten, dude. Yeah. I'm a very competitive person, and so I love that Ludum Dare A has a shitload of people doing it, and B is super about the ranking system, and so I get a lot of I I, I have a lot of enjoyment with it. But yeah, I think I think if you do Ludum, especially if you've never done it before, if like if someone listening to this podcast now from the community is going to go and, and do this Ludum, um, you can't let the ratings like bog you down because there's a lot of people that go up there and they just like rate whatever just so they can get their ratings in Uh, because you have to have like a minimum number of ratings done for your game to actually receive a score. So a lot of people, so sometimes people just go in there and just do whatever so they can say, Hey, I rated your game, go rate mine so they can get their minimum in. Yeah. Well, that's why I encourage everyone to give honest and positive ratings because the vast majority of people doing the game jam, I mean, everybody's at different ends of the spectrum in terms of skill set, right? So just be, you know, honest and objective with your ratings, and I think it yeah. makes the community a better place. Yeah. It's yeah. still really fun to do that. Yeah, I agree. Even if you don't get in with the ratings and stuff, and you just do the minimum 20 rate other people's games so that you make it on the list, um, it's a lot of fun still. Yeah, I'm I'm planning on doing that for the first time, so Ooh, looking oh, forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you doing it, man? Uh, I don't know yet. Game jams are always really funny for me because I got kids. Uh, so it just all depends on when the week comes. Am I going to be able to schedule that weekend? Because I won't know until that week. Yeah. I'm in Vegas all next week for the AWS reInvent conference. And I fly back Friday and like right before the game jam starts. So mm. I'll pretty much have no break from like getting off the plane to game jamming. What yeah. is the date? Uh, the 30th is the day it starts, the I 30th. think. Yeah. Okay. yeah, 12 days. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Um, well, the the only other thing I had was if you guys had any suggestions for Game Devs Quest as a, as a community, what are some things you want to see? Because you guys are some MVPs around here. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see everybody get back to stream. And everybody means including fucking us three. Get back <laughs> right? to where we were like a year ago or even less than like six, eight months ago yeah. with the streaming. Because I used to be able to pretty much any time of day go to the GDQ community on Twitch and like watch someone. Yeah. yeah. And I want to get back to that. Like, I think as much as like streaming affected us all differently in terms of like mental health and the workload we were putting ourselves through i think we should all make it a goal to just get back to it even a little bit you know like maybe you said once a week or just whenever you have time even if it ends up being once every two weeks right get back to it a little bit yeah so i think that would be good stuff because yeah i miss that i do too yeah i i don't remember who i was talking to a while back but i thought it'd be pretty sweet if we had like a full schedule where 
everyone who's streaming like collaborates in like a Google Doc or something. And they all and host we, each other. Yeah, yeah, we set, we pick these times that everyone's streaming, and we're all like, you know, filling each other's channels and stuff, and making it like the GDQ Twitch community thing. <laughs> that would be so, cool, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Let's I'm see. having an idea. We build a website that's a scheduling system. Everyone puts the time they want to stream, and it figures it out and chains them together. Yes. Boom. That's an awesome idea. All right. We can more, add, more we can, to, we'll talk about that more after the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, we can add that to the GDQ site that I've been building for like eight months. Yeah. And, not, yeah. and have it written good, a single line of code. Yeah. It's looking good. Yeah. I don't know. Is it live? I don't know that I've checked it out. You can send well, me a link later. Yeah. Yeah. If you go to gamedevsquest.com, there is something there. Uh, I built that in a day, like five months ago or something and <laughs> yeah. since then i've probably learned a ton about html and css that would make it look better but it's how right. does it feel to look at it now knowing what you know now i don't like it <laughs> <laughs> i promise you that feeling's never going to change like yeah. even yeah. if you like revamp the site right now do we still got it for day? a couple months yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's where i'm at with my website is i've had my mannequins.com for like a year now and i'm at the point where i'm like eh I want to do some new pixel art for the background and change a couple things. So, yeah, I actually yeah. started my my current website redesign because I was trying to show my son uh, puck off. <laughs> and I, yes. <laughs> I oh, to, thank you. That makes me feel yeah. good. <laughs> I was showing it to him, and I. I went to Maddie's website, and when I went there, I was like, man, I really need to do, redo my website. <laughs> I'm glad my website encouraged you to do that because yeah. I, I feel like I need to, to touch it up. So, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Puck Off is one of my favorite games I've done, man. I love that it's game. It's good, dude. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. <laughs> so, that if, cool. you never, if you never do anything with Grape Escape, while I would be disappointed about that, uh, I would be okay because that means I would retain world record. <laughs> I still beat you. I just never recorded it, but that's fine. It's not my fault. <laughs> cool, man. And there's something I would like to see in the community. Uh, it would be probably hell to set up. It's something I think about whenever I'm listening to the podcast on the way to work uh, every week. Would to have have like maybe like probably not once a week because I feel like once a week would probably be like I said hell to get set up on like you and Ritz in because it would have to be you and Ritt. <laughs> um Taylor and Ritt. Uh yeah. but have like like a community day each uh maybe like once a month where you could have sort of like what we're doing right now with me and Maddie up here doing this podcast, but you could have um multiple people, like more than maybe two, maybe four or five people. And you have this community day and instead of doing just like the podcast format, uh stream streaming the discussion on Twitch. Because a lot of oh, people are doing cool. that. They're doing podcast streaming as well. Yeah. Um, so I thought that would be a pretty neat idea, but I, I wouldn't want to set that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah, here, Taylor, they're, here's they're... another three hours a week of work. Please get it done. <laughs> right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, cool. Yes. Yeah, I do think that'd be cool. I, like, a while back, you and I, Man Beard Games, had talked about um, sort of like an education piece. Um, and we had talked a lot actually to uh, Dr. Argus about this, but just having some sort of platform where we have sort of like a GDQ con or something like that, where yeah. it's all, all remote where we all meet up one time every quarter or something. And we like talk about what we've been up to and people can present on things and all that kind of stuff. 
I think that'd be really cool. I just don't know if we have the bandwidth to do it. Um, yeah. And yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Some, something to think about. That would be There's cool. a lot of where we all tune in like once a quarter, and we all we got our webcams going, and GDQ or you guys stream it. But it's just like this big discussion thing. Everyone gets five minutes to talk about what they've been doing or whatever. Yeah. This is a this is a good thing when I say this, <laughs> but this has reminded me of, reminded me of work. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, once a week, once a week, every, um, every Tuesday, uh, our team goes into this conference room and we like go around the table and we just talk about like the projects we're working on and give updates on the projects to our manager and stuff. So it kind of, it's something similar to that. And I think a lot of, um, engineering jobs, software development, yeah. uh, have that, those type of meetings. We do a lot and so, of that, yeah. The morning stand up. Yeah, right. So that right, Maddie, agile, dude. Our standup <laughs> is at eleven a.m. because we're all lazy fuckers and can't get to work before like ten thirty. So <laughs> it's a oh, that's awesome. noon lunchtime yeah. standup. Our hours yeah. is uh, when we do it is on Tuesdays, but we do it at um, three thirty in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> nice, that's safe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but no, just something like that would be pretty cool. Like having like yeah. a bunch of people in the community get together, and we can you know have like. More than just like posting in the Discord about, you know, showing the show and tell, like showing screenshots and stuff. We can actually have like that community forum where people can uh, talk about what they're doing and get like right there on the spot if anyone's able to, like that verbal feedback. That would be cool. Yeah. I like it. I've, I've looked into doing something like that. Um, I think we would need something, some other software. I don't know if Discord would really work, but. Everyone could set up IP cameras, and you could host. It'd be a fun thing. We could figure it out. But <laughs> anyways, that's an offline yeah. discussion, the logistics, right. I think. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, I like your guys' ideas. Thanks for uh, chiming in, of course. Let, let's, set a, let's set a goal. Let's, set, let's put everyone on the spot here to yeah? agree to this. All, All right. of us need to stream at least once before December. That's in the next 13 days. I can do that. Okay. At least one. I don't care if it's a half hour, but all of us need to stream at least once before <laughs> right. December. I could okay. do like my uh, pop-up stream I did like three weeks ago where I just like started the stream, no webcam, nothing on, and just like played the guitar <laughs> for 15 minutes and then cut the stream <laughs> off. Dude, that, that counts. That counts. But all yeah. of us need to at least a half hour. Okay. Before December. I can do that. All right. Yeah. yeah. And then let, help, let help, all... help get into it a little bit more. Yeah, it is written in blood. <laughs> oh, let, me, let me cut my thumb really quick. Yeah, and throw it on my webcam. And, yeah, <laughs> I'm good. I'm not. I'm not cutting my thumb, guys. You guys don't want to do <laughs> internet blood brother packs. Oh, and speaking of uh, blood, this is completely off topic. Uh, I saw this shirt the other day that I just had to have. I had to have the shirt, and I didn't buy it. Um, it was a Halloween shirt, but it was for Easy Bake Ovens. If you guys remember Easy Bake yeah, Ovens. Yeah. Um, but it was like a bunch of kids standing in a graveyard in a circle and it was like really cool looking, but they were like, there was an easy bake oven up in the air and they were all had their hands up toward it. And it said the easy bake coven. It just looked really <laughs> cool. <laughs> all right. So we're making a, wow. a stream yeah, easy bake coven. Let's do it. <laughs> nice. I tried to tie the two. It didn't work. <laughs> Well, you're talking about the blood and the thumbs and covens. And... That, that, yeah. that, that was where my mind went. <laughs> the good. GDQ covenant. Yeah. yeah, it's a cult. Nice. All right, my dudes, wrap us up, Rhett and Taylor. 
Well, before we do that, I do want to say yeah. one last thing. Um, we've talked about it in on the Discord. Uh, I am I did drop out of the Magfest thing. Uh, ah, yeah, dropped out of Magfest. I just won't be able to afford it. I've got some stuff I got to fix on my car. But um, congratulations, uh, Dredosa. I know he made it in. Yeah, um, yeah. I think Zivix did too. I think I'm not sure. I might be wrong on that. I can't remember if I saw where Zivix said he got passed around to or not. But either way, congratulations on doing that. It's going to be super fun for you guys. I know it is. Uh, it was hella fun when I did it. It's super tiring, but it's fun. <laughs> That'll be awesome. Yeah. Is are you going to go to Magfest? Is isn't it? No, no. I probably won't be able to go. It's ah, gotcha. It's super expensive. Like the hotel at the Gaylord is like a thousand dollars for the whole weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Either way. Yeah, thanks for shouting out, shouting that out. Yeah. It's awesome. Really stoked seeing people make good progress in the community. So congrats to you guys. So one of us will um, make it at some point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's my morbid way of thinking about it. We're getting yeah. there. Yeah. Right. All right. Cool. So how do we wrap? Yeah. How do we wrap it up? Who's Rhett? Who's Taylor? What do we say? <laughs> <laughs> oh well, um, well I was Rhett. <laughs> okay, then I was Taylor. We're interviewing the ghosts of Game Dev's past. Yes. <laughs> cool. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah. Well, I'm glad we're your like I don't know bottom shelf replacement rets, but that's <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. I'll do the I'll do the official wrap up. All right. All right. So thanks to Madikins. Thanks to Manbeard Games. Appreciate you guys being here. Uh, as always, you guys can hit them up in the Discord. Uh, or on Twitter, I think you guys are both just at Manbeard Games and at Maddiekins, right? I think so. I'll, yep. I'll send you yeah. my handle, but I think it's just at Maddiekins, yeah. Nice. All right. And then, uh, of course, for those of you guys who aren't part of the Discord, go ahead and join that. It's bit.ly forward slash GDQ Discord. Uh, we're also partnered with Humble Bundle. So if you guys want to get a sweet Humble and support us, go to bit.ly forward slash GDQ hyphen Humble. Email us, gdq at airpodcast.com and Twitter at GameDevsQuest. Otherwise, I am actually Taylor. I'm Maddie Kids. And I'm Membered Games. Awesome. Have a good week, guys. Thank you. Cue that music. There it is. All right. <laughs> see ya. <laughs>